Leadership in Prehistoric Times The evolution of human life spans about 7 million years. The need to create a secure dwelling arose and, the, and caveman and woman were born. As the male human was biologically stronger than the woman, the man went out to hunt and foray for food. The lady stayed indoors in the cave to preserve the food and make forms of bodily warmth and protection from grass and leaves. So men and women played an equally important role both both had leadership roles as equals. With the discovery of fire and the making of crude tools to fight adversaries and catch or kill food for consumption came the competition amongst men for resources. Hence, man played a more dominant part as he became not just the provider but the protector as well. From being solar hunters during the Ice Age, the need for group's comfort emerged. Thus, as humans emerged from apes first as hunters, they had to cope with challenges posed by the elements of nature, like the hot and cold weather, winds, sun, darkness, storms. They also needed to cope with other species of life forms Hence, human groups evolved. As competing groups began to be formed, with humans from other areas competing other, other groups in the region, they began to cooperate to fend off other groups. The physically strongest of the group became the leader. Those in greatest need, whose food supplies dwindled first to foray out and battle for survival, emerged as the leaders of the group. So besides being the strongest, the need, neediest emerged as leaders as they took the lead. Thus, physical strength was the starting point of the claim to leadership and continues to this day be that muscular strength or nuclear strength. The ability to survive in times of severe weather conditions like extended winters resulted in the need to gather food and store it for survival. Those who stored the moose survived the longest. Thus, the requirement for survival over such conditions were with a secure cave and storage food. The development of tools to optimize survival emerged. Thereafter, human traits of empathy, mourning, and use of symbols as beginnings of language even today found in apes. Factors of the beginnings of economic strength continue today and are increasingly evident in the trade wars and protectionism, yet while leveraging globalization as the best possible form of economic strength. The evolution of Leadership in ancient times with the beginnings of human forms of social life, power came from divine or mystical sources. Consider King Arthur and his sword, Excalibur. Legend said that only one who was worthy could remove Excalibur from the stone it was stuck in, and thus was chosen by God to rule England. Many other ancient kings, many other ancient kings were said to be descendants of God or chosen by them. At were at that time, people ruled because they happened to be born into families that were considered to be of noble blood or because they managed to lay the largest or strongest army. It's easy to see then why leadership in those times meant giving orders and being obeyed, usually because of the fear of retribution, whether in this lifetime or the next. At this time, leaders were authoritarian, insulated from followers, demanding and dominated, expected unquestioning obedience, used fear to coerce their followers, and were rare, who and were rare. 
only few people were considered capable of being powerful leaders. Genghis Khan, for example, was among the noteworthy leaders of Mongolia who conquered most of Asia and Europe. His style of leadership could be classified as a combination of autocratic leadership and participating leadership. Genghis Khan was considered a dictator because the people who conquered were only given two options. Either they surrendered to his will or they would be killed. However, when working with his army, he, w he took up more participate approach and discussed the ideas that they could move ahead in the strategy for the war so that they could develop the best strategy for given any situation and enemy. Autocrat leaders will rarely be able to maintain the goodwill and loyalty of their people for lo too long and will eventually encounter resistance from them leading to internal conflict and eventual failure. The leadership style of Alexander the Great of Greece was more participative and inspirational as he shared his vision with his people to inspire them to achieve his goals as if they were, if they were their own. Alexander had a certain set of principles. He used to inspire his followers and ensure that each of them felt valuable and he allowed them to voice their opinions. He encouraged innovation and new ideas so that constant positive change was possible. He always had a clear vision and goal for every action that he took. The birth of democracy and its effect on leadership. In the social contract published in 1762, Jean-Jacques Rousseau suggested that authority comes from the people who agree to give up some personal freedom to exchange for security and safety. With the advent of democracy, power was transferred to the parliament. Thus, power did not flow from God to the king, but belonged to the people. Once people began to choose their leaders, the leaders became accountable for the people. And once leaders became accountable, people soon realized that those leaders can't always be trusted to do the right thing. People became aware of their leaders' roles in society. Authority figures were no longer seen to have divine power or the birthright to rule. The only difference, it seemed, between leaders and followers were titles. That gave followers the confidence to demand more respect and more power from their leaders, especially at work. Abraham Lincoln was a great American leader. He wanted to serve his country and bring about positive changes that were revolutionary at the time. But he felt they would be beneficial for the country and its people in the long run. Abraham Lincoln had a servant leadership style. One of the vital components of the forms of leadership is the importance of ethical values, that is, working for the benefits of the people. And the, this aspect was evident in the leadership style of Lincoln. The servant leader wants to lead the people because of a desire to serve the people. The person is not interested in power or authority, only in the betterment of the people. Abraham Lincoln's two greatest achievements were freeing the slaves and preserving the union of the United States, both of which had far-reaching effects in the world long after his death. President Lincoln set the example for extending the ideas and benefits of democracy to every person in the United States of America and ending the exploitative practices of slavery. People who live in truly democratic rights, truly democratic countries have the right to express their opinions and fight for their rights even against their own government. These checks and balances are essential for the good of the country as a whole. Similar concepts have made their way into the work culture and enlightened organizations where employees have a right to express their opinions and even oppose certain practices if they are mistreated by the management. Franklin Roosevelt during the Great Depression in the 30s inspired Americans to rebuild the economy. He had a combination of charismatic leadership as he inspired the people to get back to their feet and initiated the policies to help the countries get back on track. The best lessons from Franklin Roosevelt is the fear that something needs to be compared and there is nothing to fear from but fear itself. 
Other leaders can take inspiration from such extraordinary leaders who taught people how to maintain their focus on specific vision and face the challenges with courage and bravery. In this fast-paced modern world, leaders have to remain constantly vigilant for the many varied challenges that may arise and have to be prepared to deal with them in a calm, organized manner. Leaders of the 21st century are constantly planning for every contingent, developing processes and policies to deal with even the unlikeliest scenarios. Mahatma Gandhi is among the most idolized personality of most leaders worldwide. And the majority of them aspire to emulate aspects of his leadership style. Mahatma Gandhi embodied the servant style of leadership. He penned most of the second half of his life dedicated to India's freedom struggle from the British. Gandhi revolutionized freedom struggles by focusing on the non-violence non even after being physically mistreated and imprisoned by the British authorities. So also Nelson Mandela. He also encourages followers to focus on the non-violent methods and protests. The strength and patience he demonstrated has made him a global icon. But he, not, he not only never lost focus of his goal, but he also achieved it on his own terms. His non-violent freedom struggle eventually helped India gain independence. Gandhi had a clear vision about the independence of India and was able to communicate his vision effectively to diverse and dispersed people by using simple and inspiring language and leading from the front. One aspect that was stressed by Gandhi was to never accept defeat and keep striving hard because success will be achieved eventually. The model is that people should never lose hope and continue their efforts until the goal is attained. His moral and ethical standards are so high that people had to implicit faith in him almost to the point of considering him a saint. Nelson Mandela demonstrated an unbelievable attitude to forgiveness when he went to hug the prison guard when he was freed after 25 years of inca incarceration and hard labor on Robben Island in South Africa. He built a nation of forgiveness and created the rainbow nation of blacks, whites and browns without the bloodbath that happened in Rhodesia. Evolution of leadership styles over the last hundred years. Leadership is a complex and diverse topic and trying to make sense of leadership research can be intimidating endeavor. There is a clearly substantial scholarly body of leadership theory and research that continues to grow each year. Given the sheer volume of leadership scholarship, it is essential that leaders have some background of the history of leadership research. The various theoretical streams have evolved over the years and emerging issues. Further complicated the task is that the more than 100 years of leadership research have led to several paradigm shifts and a voluminous body of knowledge. Leadership research has struggled for most of the last century to put together an integrated, theoretical, cohesive view of the nature of leadership, invariably leading to disappointment in those who attempted it. Also, the puzzle itself is changing. One accumulated knowledge now allows us to explain the nature, including the biological basis of leadership, its antecedents and consequences with some degree of confidence. The scrutiny afforded to leadership is not surprising given that it is a universal activity evident in humankind and in animal species. Refer reference to leadership is apparent throughout classical Western and Eastern writings with a widespread belief that leadership is vital for effective organizational and societal functioning. Nonetheless, leadership is often easy to identify in practice but is difficult to define precisely. Given the complex nature of leadership, a specific, widely and accepted definition of leadership does not exist and might never be found. Fred Feidler, for example, noted there are almost as many definitions of leadership as there are leadership theories. And there are almost as many theories of leadership as there are psychologists working in the field. Most leadership scholars would like to agree that, at least in principle, that the leadership can be defined in terms of an influencing process 
and its result outcomes that occurs between a leader and followers and how this influencing process is explained by the leader's disposition, characteristics, behaviors and followers' perceptions and attributions of the leader and the context in which influencing process occurs. We recognize that this is a multifaceted definition which is heavily leader-centric in describing mainly one way effects associated with the personal characteristics of a leader. However, however, and however, it also includes aspects of the interaction between leaders and followers in terms of perceptions and attributes, as well as the definition of leadership as an effective with regard to resulting in outcomes, goal achievements. We also acknowledge that leadership is rooted in context, which may affect the type of leadership that emerges and whether it will be effective. A broad definition of leadership thus incorporates the most commonly used definition feature. The leader has a person, dispositional characteristic, leader behavior, the effects of a leader, and the interaction process between leader and follower, and the importance of context. In setting forth any definition of leadership, it is important to, differ to differentiate its conceptual from power and management, respectively, because these concepts are often confused with leadership. Power reference to the means of leaders have to potentially influence others. Examples include reference power followers by identifying leader, expertise and ability to avoid punished performance, and formal power that is accorded legitimately based on one's goal. Thus, the ability to lead others requires the one has power. Regarding the distinction of management leadership as seen from the new perspective, this purpose-driven action against brings about changes in transformation based on values, ideals, visions, symbols, and emotional exchange. Management is objectives-driven, resulting in stability grounded in rationality, bureaucratic means, and the fulfillment of contractual obligations. Although some view leaders and managers as different sorts of individuals, others argue that successful leadership also requires, also requires competency as management. But that leadership goes beyond management, and that leadership is necessary for for outcomes that exceed expectations. As, as an essential leader is functional and necessary for a variety of reasons, on a supervisory level, leadership is required to complement organized systems, establish recognized group goals and values, recognize and integrate various individual styles and personalities in a group, maximize the use of group members' abilities, and help resolve problems and conflicts in a group. Thus, from a functional perspective, a leader is a completer who does not get done whatever is not being absolutely done and attracts a dynamic external environment.